Okay, brace yourselves. I'm gonna play a song here. <laughs> Florida Verses. That was, of course, an old song, not an old, old song, but uh, Cat on My Lap. That's the acoustic version that I've been working on, and I hope you guys hope you guys dig it, um, working on what that's going to be like. Welcome to Florida Versus Floridians. Thanks for tuning in again. Up top, we've got to do plugs like Brian Erlacher and George Costanza. Would love to plug, number one, a big thank you to Gina, Mike, Kelvin, and Dawn for contributing to this podcast. Just giving your money to make this podcast a little more sustainable, which is fantastic. On top of that plug, I'd like to also plug my EP, which has been out for over a month. You can find that on SoundCloud. It's called Marathon Demos. That will soon come to Apple Music and Spotify, where you can also find me by searching app, uh, Peter Murphy notice or notice peter murphy and you can find the original version of cat on my lap the non-acoustic version and then finally i'd like to plug rizzle holy moly rizzle is this new platform where you can see me and trevor martin uh perform short form comedy videos and i think it's going to take off and uh they were nice enough to Sponsor some content for us to create, which is nice. So search Martin and Murphy on Rizzle and check out all those other things. Today, what am I cooking? I'm cooking, well, I cooked a quiche. I cooked a quiche and now it's cooling. So I'm cooling a quiche that I cooked. I'm cooling the quiche that I cooked. I cooked a quiche. It's a cool quiche. No one wants a hot quiche. Got to have a cool quiche. Cool the quiche. Got to have a cool quiche that you cooked. Not too cool, Don't, not a cold quiche, but a cool quiche. So I'm cooling my cooked quiche, and I'm really excited about that while I am recording this podcast for y'all. Very excited today, at the time of recording, my favorite basketball team, the Orlando Magic. We're 2-0, and o, baby. 2-0. and o. Best start in eight years. And this podcast is going to be all about magic memories. I remember being a young kid, always supported the Orlando Magic. I would wear Orlando Magic t-shirts to uh, photo day at school. And coincidentally, one of my favorite players growing up 
Vince Carter is from Central Florida, and he ended up playing for the Orlando Magic for a few years. I got to see him in person, which was lovely. And I wore number 15 in middle school when I was on my t- uh, my school's basketball team, which was awesome. Uh, yeah. 15 uh, was my basketball number. Double zero was my soccer number. Until college, then I wore 27, and then I wore number one. But I've always loved the Orlando Magic. Geographically, I guess the Heat would have been closer, but the Orlando Magic, always uh, an underdog, very angsty, overlooked, still relatively new franchise compared to others. You know, the franchise started in 89, I believe, which makes me older than them, which makes me feel kind of cool. I don't think I was an early adapter of the Magic, but, you know, who didn't love Shaq and Penny in the 90s, dude? Oh, amazing. Skinny Shaq. Who's Skinny Shaq? Anyhow, the most of my memories from the Magic are, um, quite fl- frankly, more adult. I mean, I'll bring you through them, and they're fun. So I'm going to root on the Magic this year, and I'm just, I thought I would have a sports update podcast here. And uh, I, I have to tell you that the Magic... On top of winning the Eastern Conference final or e- the Eastern Conference Championship in '95 and 2009, on their way to those championships to the finals, where they would lose to the Rockets and lose to Kobe's Lakers, Elijah Wan's Rockets, by the way. I mean, you know, not some bum team, though. No bum teams really make it to the finals. Really make it to the finals. In '95, on the way to the finals, Magic beat. Jordan and his Bulls. The Jordan Bulls. One of the only... I think the only time in the 90s when the Orlando, when the Bulls lost in the playoffs. That was... That loss was given to them by the Magic. Then, 2009, Magic beat LeBron and the Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> How do you like that? Only team that can say that. That we dethroned the king and sat Jordan back on the bench in Birmingham. This was, of course, after his time playing baseball for the Birmingham Barons, an affiliate of the White Sox. Now, my first memory of the Magic comes during my time in Orlando, though I was coming back home. So I was in Orlando. And this was 2009 during the finals, and I think it was might have been game two. It might have been the overtime game, and I was actually back home. Uh, during that time, I was in college, and we, we, or you know, the guys that I lived with, we we're all from the same hometown. So you know, it would be pretty common to visit our friends back home, and it was the summer, so school was out, and. You know, I, I, I didn't really, it meant more to me to go back and hang out with my old friends than it did to hang out with new friends in Orlando. So I would go back to Cape Coral and during the finals, I remember watching game one and we go out to this place called Gulf Coast Town Center and I, I see a friend, this friend named Jamie, and she was just, she had just come from a wedding and in the wedding party was this this girl 
if I shouldn't. Uh, sweetheart, totally cool. And she, the, she introduced me, and then we hit it off. I was like, hey, let's go on a date. She goes, okay, sure. Go on a get her number, text her. I made. I don't know what kind of phone I had at this time. Probably a flip phone or something. And our net, our date was gonna be because she loved basketball. Her date, our date was gonna go to the ale house, to be to go to the ale house and watch the Magic Lakers game. Now, she's significantly older than me, though you wouldn't have been able to tell it because her skin regimen is flawless. And we're hitting it off. It's going great. We're watching the game. We're sitting at the bar, sat sat next to each other. And I found out that at this point, she had dated Shaq. Whoa. At this point, I think most men would just kind of tap out like, oh, she dated Shaq. Hmm. Right? That didn't phase me, though. I will admit most things that don't phase me later lay with me. So she goes, oh, yeah, you know, Shaquille. She calls him Shaquille. She's on a first name basis with Shaq. She calls him Shaquille. I never got to hear the pet name, but she said Shaquille sent for a limousine in Fort Myers to take her kids and her to Disney World in Orlando. This is, I think, a year year prior to us seeing each other. How and that's a four like three and a half hour four hour limo ride, limo, woo, the diesel, always doing good things. So shout out to Shaq, and so we're seeing sitting there hanging out and it's the Magic end up losing that game. I think it was an overtime game, game two, and she she was dressed like very nicely, like a like you would for a date. But I only had like half of my like not even half of my closet, like a portion of my closet. Of clothes to choose from because I'm just going back home. So I think I'm wearing flip-flops. I'm wearing cargo shorts. I'm wearing, what was I wearing? Like a t-shirt, funky t-shirt. Because she had commented on my t-shirt before. At this point, again, my t-shirts were much funnier than I was. But I think I was just a little more brave of a person. So she is wearing a, a an outfit for a date. Uh... I believe like some kind of halt and in the summer halter top skirt combination. Very cool. She's a professional poker player. So she's got to be like, Oh, I get this guy. I re- she must've like read me immediately. And I'm, I'm like some, I don't know how old, how old was I at the time? Uh, maybe 22, maybe 22. No, 21. Wow. She was in her thirties. And I don't know if she was like, hey, I'm going to go along for the ride. Or she was like, oh, there's some potential here. But in Florida, you're not turning down anything. You take what you can get, however you can get it, wherever you can get it, whenever you can get it. And if you have the foresight to think, oh, this is experience, then good. But most of the time it's like, hey, I'm just having a good time and this is what's in front of me. All right. I'm, I'm here to have a good time. What's in front of me? 50 chicken wings? All right. Sounds like a good time. What's in front of me? A woman 12 years my senior? (laughs) Let's have fun tonight. What's in front of me? Orange juice, bath salts, and a a brick of something? (laughs) Hey, 
I hope I look good for when I appear on Cops, because let's do this. Not turning anything down. Anyhow, Magic Lou's walking her out to her car. And she op- she we start kissing against her car. She opens her car door. And in the back seat are two child seats. <laughs> two kid seats. That I help her move to the trunk. <laughs> and she had one of those, I guess it was a Chrysler like a big boat like Chrysler car that looked like a Bentley or remember when those first came out and she had plenty of room in the trunk and plenty of room in her car's trunk. So anyhow, we moved those kid seats to the, to the trunk of her car. And then we had a, uh, a recreational time in the back of her car, which was nice. Magic memory number one. Oh boy. Magic memory number two. And there'll be three in total. Magic memory number two came March 17th, 2010. And that was St. Patrick's Day. And the Magic were playing the Spurs. And Around that time, I was hosting this show called Orlando Live, which was a new media show. I would interview guests and artists and uh, guests like, you know, people, interesting people around Orlando and artists, musicians, uh, photographers, painters around around town. And I, I would you know meet these people because I was also hosting shows at the Hard Rock and the House of Blues. So anyhow, through this Orlando Live gig, I was approached to host the Talented Knights competition, which was UCF's, the University of Central Florida, and though I wasn't going there, Valencia Community College all day, baby. Oh, though I wasn't going to UCF, they asked me, they, the Talent Commission, of UCF asked me to host the UCF Talented Knights competition with my my boy Derek Mateo, love him. And I said, okay, cool. So there's, you know, several meetings. It's an award show. And I at the time, oh, I eat those up. Love an award show. Love the stars, love the celebrities, love, you know, everything that's going on with award shows. The skits, the sketches, the bits, the songs. The pageantry, the red carpet. I love it. Since having since moved to LA, I'm like, you know, this is not for me anymore. Though, you know, I mean, I'm, I've got a different focus. Anyhow, we're going through all these meetings, weeks and weeks of meetings, and I strike it up with this girl. And it turns out that she has a husband. Okay, cool. Uh, and... We had to meet outside of the meetings to go over material, to go over wardrobe, etc. And so, and forgive me because I haven't told the story in some time. So we meet up and it's like a coffee type of situation with her. And she, she's kind of like into me. 
you know, but being a guy, you think every woman's into you. Like, you know, like there's this hyper radar that guys put on when they're meeting or interacting with a new woman. It's like, oh, she touched, she touched my hand. Yeah. Yeah. She slapped your hand away from grabbing her coffee (laughs) and finishing it. Oh no, but she, she smiled at me. No, she smiled at the baby behind you. (laughs) Oh, she gave me a hug. No, you were standing in her way and she was trying to open her locker. Guys, you know, guys will rationalize anything in their heads to say, oh, she might be interested in me. But I thought she was interested in me. So then weeks go by, not weeks, maybe nine days. And then I have nothing to do for St. Patrick's Day. I think my roommates were out of town, different set of roommates. And the Magic are playing on St. Patrick's Day against the Spurs. Now, there's Popovich, Duncan, Spurs. And I've got nothing to do. So, I'm uh, so okay, I uh, go on Craigslist and I find two tickets, lower bowl, Spurs Magic, pay the guy, I don't know what it was, maybe 50, 60 bucks for these tickets. Maybe more, maybe 80 bucks uh, for both. And I get them from him. Uh, this like realtor, cool dude. Must have been, uh, must have been what? A season ticket holder, I suppose. And the this girl, this wife, this woman, again much older than me, who's been married for years. She texts me. She says, "Hey, what are you doing at St. Patrick's Day?" And she, uh, I said, "Ah, you know, I I might go to this basketball game, you know, kind of playing coy a little bit, just see if she's interested in hanging out." And she goes, "Oh, well, my husband's out of town." Uh, let's do something. I go, oh, well, I have these tickets to this basketball game. You want to go? I'll pick you up. Okay, great. And downtown Orlando is super fun, much less on any sort of um, drinking holiday. You know, 4th of July drinking holiday, New Year's Eve drinking holiday, St. Patrick's Day, obviously, the drinking holiday for anybody. And, you know, it's not like we need an excuse. We just need the sun sun to be shining. (laughs) The sun to be shining and the Floridians will be drinking. So I pick her up, park downtown. No, I, I go to her place. Very nice, very cool. Drive, take like a car or something in near, near the stadium, grab some drinks, and then, uh, you know, we take this little bus over to the arena. And we sit down, and the seats are great, and we're just hanging out. And I'm, I'm kind of into the game, but, you know, interested in talking to her too. And then she goes, hey, um, these seats are pretty good. And I go, oh, yeah, nice. She's like, hey, follow me. All right, cool. So I follow her down to the floor level, mind you, like the on the floor. And she talks to the security guard. I don't know what she whispered in his ear, but immediately it's me and her on the baseline, walking past the baseline. And I follow her. This is the old Amway Arena, not the Amway Center. So we walk down to the baseline, walk across uh, the side of the court, and then up over to an elevator to the Founders Club. Now, in here, it's a Founders Club, meaning only people there, the only people in there are people that are owners of the team, uh, have like a ownership lineage, like their parents are from, or their parents own the, a part of the team, or they have some stake 
in ownership here. So I don't know what the hell I'm doing there. And I don't know what she's doing there too. It was later found out that, you know, her family was pretty wealthy and they helped establish um, College Park, which I don't believe have any has any sort of college or university in it. But the part of Florida or the part of, excuse me, of downtown Orlando that's referred to as College Park is what her family helped establish. So she's got an in there. So we're up there. And we're just hanging out. And, like, you know, I order a beer. I was so, so shocking that I didn't order something ridiculous, you know, given I was in my early 20s, you know, and I was ordering, like, <laughs> an apple teeny or, like, a Long Island iced tea or, like, a blended daiquiri. You know, I just, like, hey, can I have a beer? Yeah. Okay, what do you want? She wanted whiskey. So I get a beer, and then we're drinking whiskey. And I, uh, I strike up a conversation with this guy in front of me just because she's gone. She's kind of like making her rounds, networking. I strike up this conversation with the guy in front of me uh, because his name is Peter as well. And somebody said, hey, Peter. And we both turned and said, hey. But, you know, it was for him. We joked and laughed. And, you know, he introduced himself, bought me a drink, which was really cool. I don't think anyone else was buying drinks there except me. It's just everyone's got like a running tab. Or these founders, whatever. So... They're given whatever they want. And the, we're, in this bar, it's a very closed off, low ceiling dive type, wood paneling everywhere. It's like you're in a ski lodge. <laughs> wood paneling everywhere, soft, like hard, hard wood bar. And on every bar stool uh, and every, it's a type of place that didn't have a squeaky bar stool. Okay. But it was somehow a dive. And we're smoking, you know, everyone's smoking cigarettes inside there, smoky. On the bar itself, everywhere it's you're you're able to make room for yourself, and on the bar stools, is a different person's name. So I see, sitting, I see in front of this guy Peter, his name, a guy named Peter. I'm going, oh, is that you? He goes, no, that's my grandfather. He invented Play-Doh. Oh my God. I'm sitting here. With the girl that brought me here, whose family helped establish a region of downtown Orlando, then in front of me is the inventor of Plato's grandson and his posse. And, you know, we're drinking, it's it's great. And like, you no, know, then he orders tequila shots for everybody. And then this guy comes up to me, uh um, older gentleman in a suit. Um, he goes, he goes, Hey, these are for your friends. Assuming that I'm with this other, with Plato, Peter, I'm with Plato, Peter. And I go, okay, great. You know, uh, were, were these the only ones you could get just kind of going along with it? And though I don't know what he's handing me these things for hands me two tickets and the price on them is 0.00. It's eight tickets. So I take, I take the tickets. I'm like, Hey, Peter, um, you know, this guy just handed him to me. Oh, he goes, oh, hey, that's so-and-so. He's, you know, the assistant GM of the team. He printed us off these tickets because a girl I'm seeing and her friends want to come in. So this guy just prints tickets. So what I assume happened was Peter, Plato Peter, goes over to the assistant GM of the Magic, and he says, hey, can you print off eight tickets? No seat, no row number, nothing. Hey, can you print off eight tickets? Gives them to 
uh, the bartender who hands them to the barback. Barback goes outside and gives them gives these eight tickets to these eight women who then show up moments later. He, he orders shots for everybody. So we're taking more tequila shots. We're in there for, you know, when her and I, the girl I was seeing, go in there, it's first quarter. At this point, we're mid-third quarter. So we've been drinking for a while, through halftime. And the Magic end up winning this game, in case you're curious. We take another round of shots. Then he go, looks at the bartender dead-eyed. Like, not like he's dead, but like in a serious way. He's, he says, hey. And he's not joking around. Smi- there's no smile on his face, though he was like, you know, a jovial, fun guy. He says, hey. Whatever her name was, I forget. It. Melissa. Hey, Melissa. Can I have a box of Lucky Charms? And this set me... Imagine a guy at a dive bar. Covered in... The bar is covered in wood. Perfect. Pristine. Everyone's smoking cigarettes. It's St. Patrick's Day. Everyone's wasted. Cuts off the laughter. Says, hey, Melissa. Melissa's the bartender. Can I have a box of Lucky Charms? I just about blue tequila through my nose. I was laughing so hard, but this guy was serious. Melissa, our bartender brings a fresh ashtray. Like this guy's done this move before you would think. And it's St. Patrick's day. So that didn't dawn upon me until later, but it's St. Patrick's day. So hence the lucky charms. He much must have other cereal that he does this with on other holidays or special occasions. Brings a fresh ashtray clunks it down then from underneath the bar freshly unopened box of lucky charms plato peter opens it uh opens up the little bag like all the way not just like one side so he can pour it he opens it all like rips it open all the way box is open plastic bag inside is open no toys inside just the cereal and the marshmallows pours it out a, a overwhelming mound Picks out the marshmallows. And he's like, hey, girls, come over here. And what happened was me, Plato Peter, and two of his friends with these eight women. One of them was my date who is married. Line up. And they each take marshmallows. And they pull their shirt, their tops down, exposing their their nipples they put marshmallows on their nipples and me and his four friends and ate the marshmallows off of these girls nipples if that's not crazy enough that went on for about a minute and it was fun then we all woo and then we took another another shot and that was great magic win we leave we go back to her place. And I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm a little drunk. Because we took a car to the bar. We took a, a bus to the stadium. I'm a little drunk. Can you mind if I stay here? She goes, sure. Uh, and it's dark. And she, I stayed at her place. But I stayed in her husband's workroom, which also doubled as a guest bedroom. It's dark in there. I fall asleep. Wake up. Reasonable hour. 9. 9.30 in the morning. I'm... I wake up peacefully and I look around me and there is to my left 
her husband's desk, desk chair, computer. And then on every, above the desk and on every other wall, combined, there is no less than 400 action figures. Now, I'm not talking Pop Funkos, because this was like 2010. I'm talking action figures from Star Wars, Ninja Turtles, anime I don't even know about, like a bunch of these crazy things. And I'm fucking terrified because they're all looking at me. Then door creaks open almost as if she woke up at the same time or she'd woken up before me waiting for me. And then she climbs into bed with me and she's talking, she's doing that real close talk, you know, talking real close. And we're just chatting. We're going back and forth and like, yeah, I had a great time. Yeah. That was, that was crazy. You know, just kind of, I don't even have my mind together. This is before pre 10 AM and I had just woken up and she's close talking to me and I'm like going back to the coffee. I'm like, I think she has a thing for me, but I'm, but she's married and she's wearing the ring. She's in close with me. And I say, Hey, this is, I will not forget this. And whoever listens to this can have it, but she's real close to me. She's laying on her side on the bed as I'm laying on my side. She makes some joke. There's a silence, and I say, hey, you know, if you weren't married, you'd be in trouble right now. And then she goes, oh, yeah, and then kisses me. What? Boom. Then we have some adult recreational fun in that room while the 450 action figures are watching us this affair would go on for four more months where her husband then later found out about me threatened me and i thought that we had something like i honestly did it wasn't just for kicks like i thought we had like a real relationship or a real kind of connection and i tried to have something with her but it was it was just very clear that this was something that he did and something that she did. And uh, he he got butthurt about it, I guess. Who knows? My third adult memory came in 2010 on Christmas Day as a gift to my grandma and my mom. I got tickets to see the Magic play the Celtics. And this is Shaq Garnett, Pierce Celtics. It was a primetime game. It was super fun. And uh, yeah, I'll always remember that and nothing scandalous or insane happened on that day. Just good, wholesome grandma, Peter, mom, fun. And they liked the game, but I don't think they were too into it. But if you like this podcast and if you're into it, continue to listen, please. Please leave a written review. Thanks for tuning in, Floridians. I'll talk to you later.